Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, back still in the quarantine, day number 972, I think. Million. <laughs> Million. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, enjoying the quarantine life. Got into the garden today. It was finally like a spring day in New England, which we haven't had like any yet. So it probably turned to shit tomorrow, you know, because it's New England, but it was nice. I've How done nothing you? but nothing but play guitar and work out today. It's been awesome. Amazing. But, Amazing. but now we're podcasting, and uh, in honor of our very special guest, Margot Alvarez, I brought a glass of wine with me in a, in a sippy cup. You like my sippy cup? This is cute. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> I have a I have a cat who, anytime I bring out a wine glass, likes to stick his nose down in it. And uh, oh, you know, that's like, the thing you want is whiskers in there. I'm just not sharing my wine with Bean tonight. I'm just I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Margot, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. No. Oh, I'm so excited that you were able to join us. This is awesome. Yeah. I feel like it's a long time coming. I mean, I know you guys, I see you guys, I talk to you guys. It's just like at different points, but it's uh, it's cool to connect in this forum. Yeah. That's been like the one nice thing about quarantine. Like we've been doing a lot of podcasts and I feel like we're you know, like banking them basically at this point because everyone's around. So I'm like, oh, yep. let's take advantage of the fact that we're not all constantly like buried in our work. Well, I mean, I'm buried in my work, but traveling and, yep. you know, trying to hook up at all these events where everyone is like in the middle of competing or in the middle of doing their thing. And there's yeah. no time, like at least we have a chance to to talk, which is kind of totally. nice. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree. It's like, it kind of slow. I mean, for some people might slow down. Other people might still say the same, but it's like, you have this time where like, maybe I'm not traveling or I'm not going. And I'm pretty sure I think I've been home now the, for the most I've ever been ever since I moved here, which I'm like, mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, that's definitely a plus. I'll take it. Yeah. That kind of feel the same way. When yeah. was the last time we saw each other? Was it winter classic? Yeah. So I saw you winter classic. I know you were gone. I think it was summertime that I last time saw you. So it was July, August, I think. Yeah. Something like that. So, it's been I mean, it feels way longer. If I go, Oh, it's been a year. I'm like, it hasn't been a year yet, but it feels like that. But I think winter classic, that was what? Uh, December, December, so yeah. five ish months, beginning of December. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Nikki Margo was one of my first followers, one of my first like real athlete followers. No way. Way. Swear to God. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, I've run into Margo, like I've, I've run into her at events and, um, I, I'm sure you know this and you've heard this before Margo, but like you, you love to talk to people. Like I, I'm always right. seeing you smiling and hugging and talking to people. But the first time it happened to me was, uh, the rogue invitational. Like I'd met you before that and I talked to you, but I like ran into Margot, like just walking through the crowd and it was a crazy crowd, right? Like super packed. And she's walking through and she saw me and she's like, John, it gives me a big hug. And I felt like a million bucks. And so I'm like, oh, this game's athlete recognized me from Aww. all these people. I'm special. And then like five seconds it's later, hard. she's like garbage guy. And she hugs like just some guy picking up trash. <laughs> you know? I'm like, uh, okay, maybe it's not just me. Oh, uh, like I'm not special. You Damn are. It. I know. <laughs> Well, two years ago at Winter Classic, um, the CrossFit media family trip to Vegas idea was born, and we have been yes. talking about it ever since. Yes. Over breakfast one morning, it was like me, my Margo, and we were like, oh, we got to do, we got to get the group together. We got to do something outside of just like working an event because there's no time to like hang or we like stay totally. up way too late trying to like spend time together. So we were like, we got to, we got to plan a trip and we decided we're going to come out and see you. So it's been yeah. on the book, like probably once a month. 
in the group yes. text. We're like, when are we going to Vegas? When are we coming to Vegas? It's yeah. Like- add me to that text. So I can like, kind of like instigate it maybe a little bit more. Say, hey, <laughs> this is great. Time. Well, maybe not right now, but right. it'll be a great time to come to Vegas and come visit. Um, but yeah, I remember that. That was, I remember that I was like, that was the moment. It's like, all right, we can now culminate at a one location and celebrate fun and hanging out versus like working. Like nothing's wrong yes. with like, working and hanging out, but it's always nice to actually like come together and just like focus on one thing versus multiple things. It's perfect. The only thing we didn't tell you is we're all crashing with you. Oh, that's totally like cool. all I have clubs. one bed. You guys can share it. All. Perfect. We'll just like roll out the sleeping bags. You have bunk beds. That'd be great. Yeah. I have a couch that like, like an L couch. So, like one person can sleep there. Other person can sleep on the other way. It's cool. We got sleeping bags. So we'll all like just, you guys will figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure Fantastic. it out. <laughs> the California King, you guys will be fine. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so how are you holding up in this quarantine life that we're dealing with now? I'm good. It's, I feel like I'm kind of, busier now because I'm home. I'm able to do a little bit more. I mean, work, a lot of the work with the wine right now has been like over the phone and emails and calls. Um, we'll work with, um, a representative or a friend of ours in Paso. Cause I mean, I could travel there, but it's like, obviously everything that's going on, trying to minimize going back and forth. Um, anytime you obviously leave the state, you need to self quarantine for 14 days. So I'm like, well, it's best I just stay here. So I've, she sent me some samples. I've tasted some samples. And so we're working on the next blend of the goat, the whole goal was to have it bottled in April. And then obviously everything that happens, we've kind of pushed it back. So we're looking mm-hmm. to bottle uh, in May, but it's been, again, like I said earlier, I'm spending more time at home in Vegas, which is good. Uh, I'm still busy, but it's just, it's just so surreal. Like I'm kind of thinking like, when's this going to be over? Like when is the day where it's like, cool, everything like opens up now. And I know it's not going to happen just like that. Um, but I think I'm, I'm good. I feel like I've, I always try to think on the positive side, always try to look to the bright side of things. Uh, and I think obviously now, like I've, I feel like I've done way more zoom calls than I've ever done in the past. Right. Uh, I did my first one a couple of weeks ago. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm like, I'm a beginner. And I'm like, now I'm kind of like getting more experience with it. But I think, um, just like kind of taking it day by day and just like knowing, Hey, like there is a, a I guess an end insight. If you think about it, yeah. um, Alex actually is in New York right now. He got a contract nursing job in NYU and one of the hospitals out there. So he's been out there the past I think, week, two weeks. Um, the weeks have kind of merged together. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he, I think he's supposed to be out there till June, but I think the numbers of people being admitted to the hospital are starting to decrease. So because of that, I think they're starting to cut contracts. I don't know how that works because once you have a contract, you're guaranteed those hours and that time and that money. But again, I think this is a whole new situation where, they're trying to kind of change it as they go. So he's there probably until like middle of May, end of May. Wow. I didn't realize Alex is a nurse. Yeah. So he was a nurse. When I met him, he was a nurse. I and mean, he was a nurse for like 15-ish years. Um, and then he stopped nursing in 2017. He was kind of doing nursing and wine as we were starting. And then once we started to launch the wine and focus on that, he stopped the nursing so we could both do the wine full time. Um, and it's tough cause he always works night shift. He would always work night shift. So he'd go from like night shift to day shift back and forth. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I did that like once or twice when we were doing, um, the harvest when we would drive from, from the farm to Paso. And that would be like a good long drive. And one of the times our lights went out. So we were up all night and like, there's the next day you feel like a zombie. You feel yeah. like death. And so, um, to props to him for working him and anyone else working night shift. I'm like, whether that's firefighter, military, whatever, like nursing doctors, like that is, that is a hard thing to pull. It's and so it, rough. Yeah. 
it is rough. So props to everyone that does that. So he went back to it now. Now he's like yeah. at the epicenter of it. That's yeah. So it's, I mean, it's just, it's a contract. So it's only right now it's for eight weeks. It might, depending on how things go along, people talk about, you know, possibly being a second wave. Yeah. I mean, right now their numbers are going down. So that's good. They don't really say about the people that are in the hospital. Like, are they being discharged out? Are they staying there? A lot of people that are coming in have had secondary or like primary conditions or like underlying conditions that were already happening. And so it's just like monitoring that to see if the numbers continue to decrease and they don't need as many nurses. So there might be another contract job that he might do, but the goal and the focus is obviously to do the fitness and the wine and continue all that. But it's like, this is a, again, different period of time for all of us. So it's like, okay, well, let me, you know, he can help out. This is a short amount of time. It's like not a full time, like year contract, 52 weeks. It's just eight weeks from now. So, and then you need the help. So. Yeah. It is amazing that these people that are working on the front lines, especially in healthcare, they have some sort of drive within them that like, I just like, I'm enamored by it. And I, I, respect it so much and I don't have it. So it's like, it's very different to me, but um, my husband is a pharmacist and he was saying recently, like, you know, they're opening up all these, like, um, you know, and any sort of like event center or whatever, sort of turning mm-hmm. into a makeshift hospital with extra beds and stuff. He was like, if that happens here in Rhode Island, he's like, I got to figure out a way to go in there and help because, you know, if I can dispense meds, do the things, whatever, to relieve the nurses somewhat, then they can attend to more people. And I'm just looking at him like, I want to stay the fuck away from any center that opens up with super sick people. <laughs> and yeah. that's how my brain works. But he's like, man, how can I get in there to help? Like I work in healthcare. This is what I do. Yeah. And like, God, I, I don't want you to, but also like, I do, you know, like you're like a superhero when you do that. So go for right. it. Yes. I, I don't know. No, I think, yeah. I think they were doing that. I mean, that's was the whole, and the whole intention of that ship coming to New York was to do that. Like they'd be non COVID patients obviously there. And in New York, my, uh, my sister would work security for events and like special events. Um, but they were actually going to hire through their, for for their company, uh, do kind of the same thing, get an area where it's like, all right, it's non COVID patients or other health issues that are coming in Mm -hmm. and they're putting them there. Cause I recently read an article that people that are having health issues, non COVID health issues, they're not going to the hospital. They're not going to the ER because they don't want to get sick. They don't want to get it. And like, I get that. I understand that. But their concern they're saying was like, people are not coming issues. Like if you have appendicitis or you have bowel obstruction or you right. have something going on, you have chest pain, you're having these issues. And then instead of coming in like 24 to 48 hours, you now are waiting five, six, seven days, 10 days to come in. And then by that time, if you have some sort of infection and the infection doesn't get treated and it's now been a week later, and now you have all these other health issues, or now instead of being in the hospital a couple hours, you're there a couple weeks. Right. Like I was like, man, like I didn't even think about that, but all these other health issues that are kind of arising, I mean, they're not the front lines. I know that's not the focus, but how are they going to deal with that? If those continue to like increase as a result of not going to the hospital in the first place, because you right. don't want to go there. Or like it, it takes them longer to go and then it's a longer process once they're in there because everyone's like mm-hmm. so strapped. So like, you know, something that you could be treated in a day is now three days, but you're already a week behind. Long yeah. story short, Alex is a superhero. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> glad we went over this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, the pe- the uh, people that, that do that, I mean, you said it best, Nikki, they're just wired differently. Like I have a brother-in-law who's in the military and during the height of the Gulf War, he was like requesting to go. I'm like, are you crazy? And he's like, no, this is what you do. Like you're in the military and there's a war zone, you go, you know, and now that he's retired, anytime there's a disaster, he goes like just no questions asked. Like if there's a hurricane, you know, he's a private pilot, so he'll fly down and work. And I mean, anywhere, like he went to Haiti the last time one Mm. destroyed Haiti, you know? 
Yeah. And uh, I've talked to so many nurses that are the same way through this. Like, you know, I'm like you, Nikki. I'm like, oh my God, are you, you know, are you nervous? They're like, no, this is, this is what we do. What we do. Yeah. I mean, and my instinct was like, no, like you can't go there. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. please come on. No. And he's like, this is like the reason why I took this oath and got into medicine. And like, you know, I'm trying to help people here. And I'm like, ugh, well, yeah, thank God for you. But I'm, mm. I'm just waiting for the <laughs> meme, the meme emergency. If there's ever a meme emergency, I'm on the so front there. lines, baby. I am so on the there. front lines. If there's yes. ever like a really like an emergency that requires someone to hold a microphone, yes, all over it. Yeah, all over it. <laughs> You're like, that's me. Sign me up. I'm like, sign me up. I'm there, but like, also not too scary, please. Thanks. Yeah. So, so what's <laughs> like, Vegas, what's Vegas like without all the tourists? It must oh, feel like right. a. Is it feel like a ghost it, town? It is. It is a ghost town. So, like, right when the shutdown happened, I think it was March 17th. It was right after my birthday when like they shut the city down. I was like, no way. Like, they're actually going to close the strip. I was like. I've never seen that. A lot of people here, I don't think I've ever seen it. Uh, I mean, it probably was quieter back in like 2008, 2009 when the whole crash happened. Mm -hmm. But we went down um, driving on the strip to check it out and see it. And it was so odd. So like all the casinos and hotels there, they don't have locks on their doors because it's open 24 hours. So none of the locks, none of the doors have locks. And so there's security in front of almost every hotel down there. So they either have a cop car or like private security car that's there. And they essentially kind of block the entrance. And I think they work on either 12 hour shifts or wherever they have 24 hour, but it was eerie. Like I'll have, I think Alex got some footage of it. And I'll have to share with you guys, but it was so crazy because no one's on the, I mean, there was maybe like five to 10 people in the entire strip and it's never like that. Like everything's quiet. Like the fountain of Bellagio was off. There were some lights on, but most of the lights were like, stay safe Vegas or like Vegas strong. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just seeing that whole scenario, I was like, man, this is weird. Like you can hear like nothing it's it's so odd it's a site where like i obviously hope that we don't have to see again i hope this obviously can take like we're able to get through this and things can start to reopen and obviously every state's different but going down there i was like man this is weird like you saw like five ten people on the street and a couple cars because everyone that's driving is like wanting to check it out and see it yeah. a lot of places are like barricaded by cars and it's just like everything's just there it's so you know when when quarantine first started um I think it was JetBlue was running these crazy flight deals out of Boston. So near where I live, it was like Boston to Vegas for like 19 bucks or something. Yes, and it was, I it was saw for, for like June or something like that. And I, we were so tempted, man. I was so tempted to just like buy it because we were like, oh shit, I guess if it doesn't work out, we can just cancel the tickets. But I was just thinking to myself, like, if the, like what, let's just say that we could travel again, right? Like, let's just say like, things got better to the point where at least we weren't scared because we're not boomers and we're young, healthy people or whatever. Like where would we even stay? (laughs) Like if everything's still shut down, like what what would you even do in Vegas without the strip? I don't know. I mean, I guess there's like, obviously like there's tons of stuff to do off the strip. I mean, there for like the casino and the gambling, like you'd miss out on that because that'll be closed. I mean, the Red Rock state parks are closed here. You can still go hiking and go out and about. You're still allowed to go out here, but yeah, I mean, all the hotels, restaurants, everything's closed. And it's just like, man, it, it's tough because a lot of people that live here, like they work on the strip, they're in the industry, whether right. that's the nightclub or that's the restaurants or that's in um, like marketing for the restaurants or for the hotels. It's like, that's crazy, man. Like this is, I mean, this town thrives and survives a lot on tourism. And now yeah. it's completely gone. Like, I mean, either other cities too that have a tourism, you know, I imagine they're devastated as well. But it's just, it's so surreal. I know I said that word earlier, but like, that's the best word I can think of kind of describe the situation, the scenario. Wild. 
Yeah. It, it so feels hard. like that. I mean, I was at Whole Foods the other night. I went on a Friday night at like, I don't know, five o'clock, mm-hmm. which in a normal world, like you don't set foot in a Whole Foods at five o'clock on a Friday. It's crazy. Yeah. I was, I was in and out of there in like 15, 20 minutes or maybe, I don't really? know, 30 people in the whole store, you know, not counting employees. I mean, it's like people just aren't going, I mean, to their credit, they're not going out. They're listening, you know, to directions yeah. for once and, and staying out. Um, it, but yeah, surreal is the best word for it. It's, you know, yeah. there's, there's some of this, I'm like, man, this is, you know, you think of like the added, there are some benefits that come from this and that's one of them. Like you can get in and out of whole foods quickly. Yeah. And um, like the whole yeah. earth is healing from our bullshit, which is I've weird. I've seen some photos that people, and I don't know if they were like filtered. I mean, they looked a little like filtered just cause like the colors were so bright, but people are saying like pollution's down in yeah. certain areas because there's not that many people on the road and obviously like less people on the road, less people out and about. And I will say, like, the groceries, like, it's funny because I think if you're like, man, like, it's nice right now if I do go out to the, go to the store, like, to find toilet paper or paper towels or groceries or whatever, there's definitely less people on the road. So I'm like, man, like, what's it going to be like when everyone's out, like, doing their work and traveling for jobs and all that stuff? So it is interesting. Yeah. So, all, like, but, jellyfish were in Venice, Italy. Oh, uh, yeah. Dolphins? Dolphins. Yeah, like the water's yeah. clear. Like, I've yeah. seen that water. That water. Like, all the nature's, like, returned to the areas that tourism yeah. usually, tourists usually go. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, that's that's kind of cool. Like, it's yeah. yeah. Dinosaurs have returned. It's crazy. <laughs> it's wild. Who knew? The Browns still have not won <laughs> a Super Bowl. Like, some things never changed. kind of knew know. was going to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some things never no, changed. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> Well, so we thought it would be we thought it would be interesting to chat with you, especially now, Margot, because I don't know if you've heard, but John has been given some really good dad advice on our last few podcasts. Hey, I'm about, a I'm a really good dad. So. It's true, very true. So I it makes a lot of sense. Um, but we've just been talking to a few different people recently about how when shit hits the fan with a situation like this, a lot of CrossFit people, whether they be professional athletes or affiliate owners or people who just kind of have a CrossFit centric life, don't necessarily have the best business acumen, if you will, Mm -hmm. to continue their careers in one way, shape or form when we see an all stop like we're seeing right now. But you sort of have whole, you have your, your, Nails dug into a whole bunch of different pots here. I'm like gardening terms. I don't even know if I said that. Right. I love it. No, like that totally makes seemed sense. Right. It seemed I'm like right. looking at my dirty nails being like, oh God, I have my nails in all sorts of pots today. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're, you're a really good example of someone who's branched off and done this business thing in, in many respects. So like, how are you feeling now, given the fact that you've got a few different paths that you've been going down? I think um, diver- diversifying yourself is good. It's it's obviously finding the balance, like not putting all your eggs in one basket, but not diversifying to like 20 different baskets. Cause then you're trying to manage all those 20 different baskets, mm-hmm. but trying to find a way to streamline it. Like, I mean, this has been like a multi-year project. It wasn't just like, Oh, one year, all of a sudden let's just start the wine company. It's been kind of like over transition. Like what am I going to do after CrossFit? Cause I know competing, I knew I wasn't going to do it for the rest of my life. So it's like, what do I want to do? I was like, well, I have a passion for wine. I have a passion for fitness. I love those two. I want to blend them together. I love how they mirror one another, not only in the process, but just in life and how that can translate to other backgrounds or other uh, industries. And I think it's really important, especially now we're at a point where like, man, like if you were focusing on one thing and nothing's wrong with that, but if that one thing comes to a screeching halt and if that was your survival and the way that you brought in money, like how do you continue forward? And so being able to diversify yourself and kind of broaden your scope and say, Hey, like, what is it 
that's important. Like I love CrossFit cause it's, it's changed my life. It put me on a path that allowed me to accomplish a lot of things the past like eight, nine years. And I'll forever be grateful for it for the people that I've met and the relationships I met. But as I grow and as I look, took a step back looking at just fitness in general, like there's a lot of people out there that whether they dabble in fitness or they, they try a little bit of CrossFit, they try something, they're not necessarily sticking with it or they're not consistently working out or doing any type of fitness or people that are even interested in it. So it's like, how can I reach more people? Not just by CrossFit, but like overall arching theme. And so that was something like, obviously we've been putting out YouTube videos since like the beginning of the year, just to be able to provide like, Hey, here's free workouts for anyone, like some stretching, some warming up and a workout. But it's like, I want to be able to reach as many different people as possible and a different, many different outlets as possible. Cause it's like we, I think, and it's hard cause I get used to this, like you get used to that fitness realm and world. And like a lot of people are fit and active and they know what a squat is. They know what a snatch is. They know what dumbbells are on a barbell, but then you take yourself out of that realm and you go to a Walmart or you go to a grocery store or you go somewhere and they're like, Oh, like what's a dumbbell? Like, what's a barbell. And I've read a lot of stories recently where it's like people maybe didn't find fitness till they were 18 or they didn't find fitness till they were 40. And it's kind of like, I think if I'm not sure how old you guys are, but like if you're not around it and you're not involved in it and you don't have community or family or people that do it and you don't ever have exposure to it, then you might go through life knowing that it's not important or available mm. or a value of you or something that's going to serve a purpose. Like our bodies are designed to move, whether we go hiking, running, walking, cycling, working out in the gym, doesn't matter. And I think that was the biggest thing is like, as I started to transition, Hey, I'm not going to compete anymore. How can I help other people and their fitness? Like, let me broaden my scope and like take any, anyone, I don't care who it is. If you have the shake weight or ankle weights, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I know like that we make spoofs and like, it's fun and it's, it is, it's good to be able to laugh at yourself and make jokes at yourself and jokes of other people. And we all shall have that humor in the sense of lightheartedness, but at the same time, it's like, no one's better than someone else. Like my, yes. myself and what I do is not better than that person who's bodybuilding and working for a figure show. Like I have tons of friends of all walks of life. And I went through an experience um, this past February where I met people from literally all different types of walks of life and not only in fitness, like experiences and fitness backgrounds and maybe just really appreciate like, man, there's so much diversity out there, like embrace it and allow that to kind of influence, I mean, influence is the best word, but like penetrate you and how you think, because it might actually allow you to take a step back and say, Hey, like, how do I want to like move forward. And I know that was a really long, lengthy discussion <laughs> for a question, <laughs> but I think it's like coming now, like diversifying. It's like, you have to look at a business as a business. Like you, if you own a gym and you run a gym and it's like, Hey man, this is a place where we all come hang out and like work out and, and that's cool and great. But if you don't run it with some sort of business savvy or business sense, or how am I going to make ends meet, or how am I going to get capitalized on X, Y, Z to pay the bills, but also pay my coaches, then that will, things will start to fall through the cracks and essentially it'll dissipate. And that's not just with a CrossFit box or a gym. It's any other business out there. Like you could have a cupcake, cupcake company or a cupcake store. And it could be the same thing if you're just doing it because all your friends like cupcakes and cooking and you're giving all your goods away, but then you don't have the business plan to run. Hey, like this is what's going to allow me to grow. Then things will start to dissipate. So again, it's for those out there, like if you're spending more time at home, either watch more YouTube videos um, about running a business. I like watching the profit and shark tank. And I know those are more yeah. TV shows, but it allows you, I mean, the sharks are coming in there and ask you specific questions. Like what are your revenues? Like what are your profits? What are your margins? And it makes you, if you've never really thought of it in that sense, and it makes you step back, like, well, what are my margins? What are my profits? Like how much do I charge for Red Bull? And how much do I sell it for? How much my membership? How much is my equipment? X, Y, Z. So I think this time for those that have the availability, like, 
dig a little deeper. And sometimes it's hard because that's the stuff that's not glory or not fun or not shiny, like sweaty bodies in a gym or the equipment that you open when you get a new box. But I think it's really important that you need to do some self-reflection and self-digging and like what's going to allow me to move forward, not only as an individual, but as a business or a company or a group of people. That shit is hard too. Like it is a grind to sit down and look at your books and figure out the boring stuff. And it's like, it's complicated and you, sometimes you Mm -hmm. need professional help. And it's like, it's a lot to go through, but it has to get done or else you won't survive. The problem with these young athletes is they don't understand compounding interest. Like that's the real, for me, that's the real issue. I was, I was telling this to my 18 year old daughter the other day. My daughters think I'm crazy. They know I'm crazy, but uh, (laughs) I said, I said to them both, I'm like, there's only two things I'm going to require of you in life. Two, one, you got to get your college degree. I don't care what it's in, but you got to get the piece of paper. Number two, when you start your first real job, you're going to go as deep into your 401k as you can, mm-hmm. as, as hard as you can early, and you're going to stay in it and you'll retire when you're 40. And they're like, what are you talking about that? I'm like, it's, trust me, it's compounding interest. Like just put as much in the market as you can, it'll work itself out. And you, you know, I talked to these kids that run these gyms and they're like 21, 22 years old. And, and they're like, Oh, if I could just make the games or if I could just get a sponsor, you know, or just get some free shoes. I'm like, no, you, you need to just get money into the stock market. You need to put money into savings. Like you, you know, you need to start putting money away and not, not thinking, you know, it's okay to think about those things. Cause those are like kind of the sexy fun things of CrossFit, but you know, you guys are thinking about the future. Your forties are going to sneak up on you. Take it from a guy that's in his forties. Like mm. they snuck up on me, you know? Um, you know, and for you, Margo, like, I got to believe you hit the jackpot, man. You run a business that sells booze to people's homes. Like congratulate, congratulations for the forethought. Yeah. Right. It's uh, it's like I said, like reading articles now, it's like how alcohol percentages or alcohol sales are like through the roof right now. Obviously more people being home. Um, it's, it's interesting now. It's like, all right, see, obviously like having that ability to do direct to consumer, meaning people can buy online, they can go to the website, they can purchase and I can deliver to them. Uh, and that's great. That's, I mean, for some businesses, they do that. It is been a mother effort at times, <laughs> <laughs> the amount of work and stress and struggle. Cause there's been a lot of struggle. Um, and definitely this year has been better than the past few years, but it's like, there's a lot of stuff that people don't like, don't see behind the scenes, but and that, and that's where like, it goes to like, whatever you're working, like, it's going to be, like you said, Nikki, it's going to be hard. It's going to be grinding, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's stuff that you have to kind of do. And it's like getting to the point now, it's like, man, like I'm grateful and thankful that like, I've been able to get to the point where I'm able to obviously do it online. I can share this like passion and share my product with people almost anywhere. Like can't ship internationally right now, but that's the goal in the future. Yet. But yes, exactly. Yet. Um, and then distribution, we have distribution in Vegas and Colorado and we want to grow it and we want to get more places, but it takes time and it takes connections. And it's like the, again, like the layers of an onion that I peel back. It's like, you pull back and you're like, man, I didn't know about this or I didn't know about that. It's like, it's like you just realize, especially within the wine industry is very saturated. There's a lot of other companies out there that have bigger pockets that are deeper. I mean, they've grown over the years. They obviously didn't start that big. Maybe they were purchased or they bought by a bigger company, but there's a lot that goes into it. But it's like, obviously I was able to move from kind of one industry into the other, but it's like, for me, it's like both of them, I see both of them important because I mean, I think of training, you think of people, especially this relate for those that are in the gym, like they want to get to the games or they want to get a muscle up. They want to snatch 200 pounds. It takes 
time. It takes repetitions. It takes correct repetitions. It takes a lot of stuff to build to that. You don't just get a 200 pound snatch in two days. And if you do like, what would you do? How'd you do it? You know, like, let us know. Yeah, something sketchy. Um, yeah. A little sketch. Um, but then you think of like, all right, how did I get there? It takes time. Well, same thing with wine. I mean, beer, same, probably same thing, but a little different, but it's like wine is like you harvest the grapes, you crush the grapes, you let them sit, you let them ferment and you punch them down. Then eventually you press the wine, then you bottle it. And then you let it sit for months at end. You could drink it right away, but it's not really going to be ready. But it's that length of time that you put in to be patient. And at the end, you're like, you get to enjoy this gift or relish. Like think of it like school, you go to school. You don't just go to school for like a month or a year. Again, depending on the program, there might be a two-year technical program, maybe four years, eight years for a doctor. You put all that time in and then you get to see that reward at the end. You're like, oh man, it's awesome. But it didn't just like magically like, ooh, like a lucky leprechaun showed me like the end result and like just gave me my diploma or gave me the wine company. And it's it's tough because it's like, People ask me like, oh man, if you like, if you knew everything you know now, would you still do it? I was like, oh, good question. <laughs> and it's like, if I didn't go through this process, I wouldn't know what I know about business. And I think like, no matter what I do, like there's a reason for things. And I think that's something that I believe in life, like things happen or don't happen for a reason, good, bad, ugly, whatever. There's things obviously I could wish I could change my life that never occurred, but that's not the case. And so it's like, I have learned that things or come to you in life or things happen to you in life to teach you a lesson or to show you something so that hopefully you are able to look at that and use that going forward for yourself or others. I feel like it's, it's so full circle with the way that you, um, you know, train and the path that you've been on. It's, it's a mental game. Like it, mm-hmm. it is a, this, this sort of like journey of life and especially of business that you've been on feels to me like as much of a mental game as it was originally when you were, you know, putting in the time to train and trying to be a professional totally. athlete solely. And it's like, it's, you know, everything that we build up in the gym with reps to get better, like you said, heavier weight or better rep schemes or whatever, we have to build the mental game too. And being able to apply that to your life, being patient and, you know, appreciating the work that you put in on the back end in a business sense or in an education sense, like that is a transference of the mental game that I feel like a lot of us lack. I don't know why I'm willing to go into the gym every single day and work on my snatch. And I want to, I want a heavier stand, whatever. But for some reason I like, I won't wait for my garden to grow before I harvest it. Like I don't, <laughs> not everyone can transfer that. So I feel like yeah. the fact that you can, you know, is making you successful in this business. That's very much a long game. Yeah. Thank you. I think, and I, I think that's hundred percent spot on. I think the mental game is huge. I think that I don't think it gets enough credit sometimes, whether again, it's in the gym or your career or family, whatever, like you can go down rabbit holes for sure. And like people have kind of talked about it now, like what are people talking about the mental health of what's going on with people now not being around people? Yeah. But I think a hundred percent, like the mental game is huge and being able to transfer it. And it's like, and I know it's rich. This was years ago. I think uh, Richard made a comment about, you know, like the 10 components in CrossFit, you know, flexibility, strength, all those 10 components that we talk about, he said how like the mental aspect should be another one should be wanted added in there. It's like 11th. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I had heard that he had said that, I was like hundred percent true. Totally. I agree with that because the mental game, you can mind fuck yourself so much in mm-hmm. your head and that will bleed into your body. That will bleed into your performance. That will bleed into your attitude. And your ha- mind has to be so much stronger. Like what's behind or what's between these two ears has so much power, more power than you think or can even imagine. And I don't think people, enough people realize that or give credit to that or even train that. Totally. What's impressive to me, Margo, I mean, your wine is great. 
for for those of you that have not had it, it's really terrific. Seriously. Um, so so we'll just I'm gonna just like kind of recap it here. You're an amazing athlete. You can drive a golf ball like 400 freaking yards. Uh, you do you do Ninja Warrior and you make amazing wine. Like, what are you bad at? Like, uh, basketball, actually. I am Ooh. terrible at basketball. I love volleyball and can like jump and spike a volleyball, but not basketball. Hmm. I'm so bad. How did you find that out? Uh, well, uh, a number of years ago, trying to play basketball with some friends, like Alex and friends. He's like, let's play. I was like, yeah, I'm not really good. He's like, man, you're really not good. I was like, I told you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I know. So like, I, I love bowling. Like I'm pretty good at bowling, but yeah, basketball, not my, not my jam. I'm down to like play and like be terrible at it and get better slowly. But, uh, it's fun to like block. I usually don't know what I'm doing, but it's cool. <laughs> I like standing in front of people with my body. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I got you. I'm, I got my long arms. I'm going to block you. <laughs> See, Nikki, she says she's not good. She's probably like good enough to make a, a really good college team. She's just not good no, enough for the WNBA. And, and she's just like, you. she's like, oh, I'm just not, I'm not good. But, you know, she could start for UConn, you know. Yeah, like no, heck no, no way. Not even possible. <laughs> I'll guarantee you that. <laughs> Are you still doing the other sports? You still doing the the long drive and the Ninja yeah, Warrior? Yeah, so the, the goal this year was to do, uh, there was one in May, but that was going to coincide with Rogue Invitational. So I kind of had that one out. Then there was one in April. And then one in June and July that I was going to actually try to partake in. Uh, and then obviously everything happened with what's going on right now. So that didn't happen, but it was kind of a bummer. Like at first the drive, the driving ranges and the golf courses were open. Then they're like, no, everything's closed. And so I was like, all right, I mean, I could still chip and put my room if I want, but obviously I really want to focus on long drive. They ended up actually canceling the rest of the season, except for the championship in beginning of September and this year it's actually going to be in Chicago. So I'm hoping that maybe the course could open in like end of May, June, and I can get some practice in and just focus on being a little more consistent, kind of picking up where I left off uh, and then getting to the finals. Cause obviously long drives a little different men for the women. There's way more men in it than the women, women, you can sign up, you pay for the registration fee and you can go and participate men. You have to usually qualify. Um, but again, we'll see how things pan out. I'd love to still do it. I really like it. It's uh, it's very technical. Uh, very challenging again mentally I think a lot of the practice I had growing up playing golf back then helped me into like all my training and competing with CrossFit and obviously back into golf now it's like one small change of that club of the face and like you slice it or you hook it or it's like out of bounds and so you have to stay calm and not freak the fuck out Well, I mean, look, I know the golf courses are closed, but you said the strip is dead. Why don't you just go down to the strip and hit a few? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh my God, great I idea. I probably would get arrested. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, it's pretty open up there. So I like climb on top of a, you know, like a hotel or get inside. Or I wouldn't be able to get inside, but, you know, get up there and like just hit balls down the, down the strip. That might be attainable. We'll see. I mean, you hit the ball. So they would, they wouldn't even know where it's coming from. You hit the ball so far. That's you true. <laughs> so what, what about the, what about Ninja Warrior? Are you doing that? No, so not doing that anymore. I still like doing some training for that. That was fun. That was, I think, a one-time thing uh, last yeah last year, and that was really cool. Had a blast. Um, I have another oppor- had another opportunity, like I said in February, that I did. I can't talk about it now uh, until other people release it. But that was a really cool opportunity. I had a blast doing that. A um, little different than Ninja Warrior, 
but still um, an amazing opportunity to be around some incredible people and a very unique experience. So, so fun. I can't wait to hear. I'm just going to make up what it is. I'm just going to make stuff up and post it. It's going to be great. <laughs> like, guess what? Margo's going to do some dancing in Switzerland. No, I don't know. Uh, yes, please. Would 100% <laughs> tune in to watch that. 100%. That's funny. I actually probably say I'm not really good at like choreographed dancing. Like I know a little bit of salsa, like very, 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 very little, but it's fun. I like dancing. It's, it, I enjoy it. That's my jam right there. That's yeah. like before CrossFit, before anything else, I, w- I danced my whole life. I danced with the Boston Ballet for 11 years. I danced in college awesome. and taught and all that stuff. And um, that's like that's the one fun. thing that I miss. Like I, in, in my, every couple weeks, my husband's like, can you please get out of the house and get to a dance class? And every like, you I'm know? like, oh yeah, I'm going to put on my calendar. It's going to be like Wednesdays. And then like something will come up or we want to go to the gym or something. And it does, just has not happened in too long, but Girl, put it on like one thing, yeah, put it on and go like, because you'll like reconnect with it. I imagine like I, I did ballet for like a year and a half, two years. I loved it. I had fun. It was, uh, like so different than other, other things that I'd done, but I really enjoyed it. But it's like, you did it for 11 years. Like I think it's like full circle. Like you'll come back to like, man, like you'll feel like re-energized and like rejuvenated and you're like, man. So like anyone out there that you used to do something and haven't done it and then like think about redoing it, definitely do it. Make well, now's a good time plan. to plan on it, right? Because like yep. you got to now, like we're we're reflecting on the things exactly. that we could do if things are open again, and if we could leave our houses. I'm like, yeah, I definitely, definitely should get to a couple classes. I can't so, do ballet, but I do walk around the house wearing those tights that those dudes yes. wear <laughs> yes. all the time, all the time. Right. Oh not man, a, you should like take a picture, post that for one of your memes. It is, for you, it is man. not awkward when the mailman comes. Not at all. No, you be like, hey, what, hey, what's going on? And you're like, oh, you know, just, uh, just wearing my pants and my tights, just, just enjoying my ballet tights. What, what are you looking at down <laughs> yeah. there? Just wondering. Looks like Oh, you go ahead, John. I was just gonna say, looks like we're both delivering packages. All right. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> oh, God. I wish I, I wish that didn't. <laughs> Um, what about, what about with CrossFit? Um, obviously the competitive side of things has been turned down. The dial has been turned down on that, but where are you at with, with the sport of CrossFit right now? I think, I mean, it's going to be, obviously there's, there's in terms of toss around, like what's going to happen, where it's going to go. Um, I was obviously looking forward to the games happening this year in Madison. Uh, I was hopefully going to be going out there with rogue and do some iron game announcing, uh, I've done some of that the past few months and had an awesome time. Absolutely loved it. I love broadcasting. It's I've noticed I like to gravitate towards things that challenge me. I like to put myself in challenging situations. Not sure why, but I do. <laughs> and I don't know much about, I mean, I didn't know much about broadcasting or all that. And so being able to kind of put myself in a different set of shoes was really fun and exciting. So I was looking forward to the games this year to kind of not being there to go to compete, but now go there and to do announcing and do more behind the scenes. Um, I don't think that's going to happen now. I think that obviously they're changing a little bit, but I think within the CrossFit realm, um, I'm still going to be doing like workout, like free workouts on YouTube, sharing that obviously they're high intensity, very like CrossFit. Um, just wanting to share that with everyone. Cause it was such so life changing to me. And I just want to help give back to other people there. I'd still love to like, I still love to travel to other gyms and visit and drop in for classes. The community obviously has been something I've, I've fell in love with from the beginning. And I know it was always connect with the community. 
um, being able to see people go in and like change their lives and make an impact, not only on their life, but the lives around them is always been inspiring to me and being able to hear other people's stories. I love traveling and doing like yoga and wine nights. Cause I get to kind of, we get to slow the pace down a little bit, do some yoga, talk about wine, but just see people and hear their stories. Like the, some of the people that I've heard is like them coming in, like not being able to do any fitness and now they can do their body weight or now they can actually do a squatter. I remember one lady telling me once, you know, like, I just want to be able to pick up my grandkids, like not have them feel heavy. Like mm-hmm. I want to be able to pick up a gallon of jug or a gallon of milk and have that not feel heavy. And I was like, man, like it puts things in perspective. Like, Oh, I got to go do workout with like thrusters and burpees. It's like this lady or this individual is looking to just change your life. So I know CrossFit will always be in my life uh, going forward because it's made such a huge impact personally, but also the community that I've been around. Cool. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it weird? Like what you're describing, like I forget sometimes like where I came from. And so what you're describing is like all those people, I was that person 10 years ago, you know, mm-hmm. like starting CrossFit because I wanted to keep up with my two daughters who were little, you know, and I didn't yeah. want them to be able to outrun me. And I, th- I think what spurned it is I took them to the zoo and I was pushing them around on a stroller and I got winded, like going a hundred yards or something. I was so humiliated. Mm-hmm. And you know, they were little, they were little kids, like, you know, five and six or something. But they're crushing the running. Yeah. yeah I'm and sure. they were, yeah. And I'm like, you know, and so now like today I was on my C2 bike literally for like an hour and 10 minutes. And then I went and did a bunch of squats and I did double and like did, I worked out for a couple hours and yeah. when I was, when I was done, I was tired, but I wasn't like, my day wasn't ruined, you know? Yeah. And so you like, you kind of forget over that span of time, you know? And so like when you're, what you're describing is, you know, the, the satisfaction of seeing someone taking it up and starting to, I hate to say get their life in order, but to, you know, to start to empower themselves and to, you know, own that part of their life is really, really exciting. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's something like when we started these videos, we started them on January 2nd, did them for six weeks. And the whole notion behind them was just to give people a means or a way of getting in their fitness, whether they were too timid to go to the gym or too shy, didn't have equipment, didn't have time, had a crazy long day and they're not able to get away. And it's like, Hey, you literally can do this in your living room or in your garage. If you have a garage or whatever it is. And the biggest thing is just putting out there. And obviously there's tons of content out there. There's so many different people putting out programs. And so obviously it's a very saturated space as well, especially now with everyone not being able to go to the gym, they're going online, they're doing zoom classes, whatever. But when we did this in January, it was like, the goal was like, Hey, if you're not able to get to the gym, you don't have a gym. I mean, especially now people can't really leave their house. Right. It's like, here's a way to get your fitness in and time, obviously, especially with families, time is of the essence. I mean, obviously we have a lot of it now, but before all this happened, if you're working a 12 hour shift or you're you're working a full eight hour days. And like the last thing you want to do is go to the gym where you have young kids and you can't get away. You literally can like do the workout with them or have them by the side and like you get in in under 20 minutes. And it's just, again, be able to create, Hey, here's a program, whether you follow it or not, obviously that's up to you. But, and it's tough because it's like, I want to help people as much as I can. Like ever since I was young and little, I've wanted to help people. And I wanted to like have, be able to have an impact in their life to help them make a change for the better. And I was just talking to my life coach the other day and I came across, I went through one of my old scrapbooks and a, a thing that I wrote down or that she had wrote down and given me was an advocate 
for positive change. That was something that I resonated with. Like, I want to be an advocate for positive change. It's like, well, how can I do that? I can do it in diff- differently, different facets, but I found that fitness was an outlet for me. It allowed me to, you know, get, get out frustrations or anger or sadness or whatever I was going through. And I think allowing me to push myself and challenge myself to the most, like, I don't even know if I'm capable of it, but I'm going to push and like, be dead on the floor afterwards because I don't know what I'm capable of, but I'm going to try. And if that's something that I can hopefully share with other people and they're able to find some sort of inspiration or motivation to say, Hey man, like she can do it. She went through this. I can do it. I can get through this as well. And I think it's again, like just trying to share as much as I can. And maybe I share with a a thousand people, a hundred people, maybe I only hit or taught like touch one or two people and have it resonate with them. But if that helps them, in their life. And then hopefully that helps other people in their life. Then it's like, cool. I think awesome. Super awesome. I'm like nodding over here. Like, yeah, all those things. Yeah. I'm in it. I'm in it. Totally. Yeah. Nikki's my life coach. She oh, is. I'm sorry. She, <laughs> in advance. She, she's teaching me how to curse in awkward situations. It's really oh, great. It's really yeah. working out. You know, you've done this for a long time though, Margo, like, um, the, the whole helping people thing. Like I, mm-hmm. I remember back like in your Instagram story, I don't know how often you do it now, but for a long time there, you're doing like push-up challenges and mm-hmm. burpee challenges, whatever. And I can't tell you how many people would message me and go, oh my God, look at the number of push-ups this woman's doing, <laughs> you know? And it, then they would join in. And I think where you yeah. are really kind of the master of Instagram is you were reposting all of these people. So totally. you know, everybody wants like their second of Insta fame. And so I get that. But what you were really doing was making them work out and, and yeah. giving them that positive energy, which is just really, really cool. No, totally. Yeah. Like this, I'm still doing the monthly challenges. I think with everything that's going on, I think more people are at home. So they're like, I'm going to go work out. I don't, I I like, I want to actually get some fitness in versus doing the monthly challenges. But I think it's great because I think it started with like the pushups and then it's evolved to like lunges and squats and core work. And this month is like sitting at the bottom of air squat for a minute, which doesn't seem fancy, but it's like allows you to get in that better position. But the bigger thing was like create consistency in a habit and that habit, whether whatever that's fitness related or health related, whatever it is, whether it's taking your vitamins every day, you know, waking up and, you know, stretching doesn't matter. But the whole thing was create the consistency. And over a month, you have that, you have that 30 days, 29 days, whatever it is. And then as those months build, that year builds, you're like, man, like before in the beginning, this used to be so hard. Now it's like, it's just part of your routine. And Mm -hmm. I think especially now where it's like, we have so much going on. It's so easy to get pulled in so many different directions and it's very easy to like, Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next month. I'll do it next year. And that's something that like, I found myself, I'll catch myself from time to time. Like, Oh, I want to do this. It's like, Oh, I'll eventually do it. I'll eventually do it. And like, man, I know. And I specifically, specifically know just from the experiences I've been to, I was like, they're not always going to be next week. There's not always going to be next month. Right. Can't, I mean, it's hard because we get into the habit of like, obviously like, Oh, we have this, we have that. Like it's anywhere I can get it anytime, but it's like, that's not a guarantee. Like a hundred percent in life. Like we all, and there's a new country song that I think that just came out side note, but like, they're all talking about, you know, like we all will die. We, we're not inevitable. Like we're not going to live forever. You know, like we're not Thanos or whatever, but it's, it's interesting. It's like, man, like it just makes you think and puts things perspective, like take advantage of the things you have, the people you have in your life. And you know, make the most of it. And I know I've said that before, like numerous posts and stories and videos, but it's just, it speaks true to like kind of just the life. And like when you're in a moment and I catch myself too, especially now, cause like I can be on my phone easily for hours on end with business. I'm like, put my phone down and just literally like take a moment to look up. I'm like, see what's around me because there's probably something I'm going to miss if I'm looking down all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good advice. You know, Thanos did not live forever. I, just, I know. I know. As soon as I said that, I was like, <laughs> it. Someone's going to <laughs> 
Just like Sean Woodland would hear that, and then like we'd get a text. Like he'd get all nerdy out on us until he'll us be like, "Um, can you correct Margo because she yes. misspoke." I'd be like, I, I, "I, I admit, I misspoke. He did not live forever." Yes, that's a good point, though. And it, but, it was yeah. it was a good analogy as a nerd. Yeah, I, li- I, I like the analogy. My intention was there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I like the analogy. So what yeah. what is what's next for you? Do you keep keep growing the the wine business? Like yes. So keep growing the wine business. The goal is to increase distribution. We'd like to eventually get to ten thousand cases. Um, we would like national distribution and eventually international distribution. Right. We're, right now we're working on the next bottling of the goat, which again pushed back a little bit till May, probably end of May. Right now. Um, would love to be able to travel and do more events with people to be able to share our message. Um, we would like to, we're kind of playing around with, um, this is something we've been playing around for the past like three or four years, ever since we got into the wine, um, is actually have a wine tasting spot here in Vegas. We've played around either Paso Robles or Vegas. We almost did one in Paso Robles in October, but it just wasn't a hundred percent right. And I was like, I don't want to just force something if it's not like meant to be there. So we waited and it was good. Um, so we'd love to do like a wine tasting and literally blend our two passions. So have a place where we can do fitness, whether it's classes, yoga, CrossFit, high intensity, whatever ballet, I would love to just blend different types of fitness into a studio where we can have people come in and then also have a place where they can come and wind down, taste the wine, hang out. Um, and we can share our message with people. We'd like to do that here in Vegas. And so that's kind of the next step is like, where can we do that space wise, location wise, we want to be close to the strip. So when people do come visit, they're able to like, hop up and check out the place but we don't want to be directly on the strip because like prices are crazy i mean maybe not right now but the price of property on the strip is really expensive so we kind of want to find a blend where we can pull from locals have locals come but then also have uh, friends and people that come to visit they can yeah. check that as well so i that's like the vibe of the strip doesn't necessarily feel like it would be right for it, that yeah like there's not many there's only like two gyms that are like relatively closer on the strip there's that um X cycle or spin mm-hmm. cycle? What's that really popular? I think or X spin or X. It's a spin class. X like a soul cycle or something. Oh, soul cycle. There you go. Soul yeah, cycle. Yeah, yeah. Way off. Slappy Swanson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> way off. Um, so yeah, soul cycle. That's on the strip, and then there's the strip CrossFit, which is not on the strip, but like directly behind. But I think obviously the majority of people that come to the strip, it's to party, to gamble, to drink, yeah. party, and that's fine, hundred percent. Like we've all done it, probably. Um, nothing wrong with that. I will probably would like to find something off the strip. Cause I think for a lot of locals that we want to involve and we want to have the community come and be a part of it. The strip's not for some people that don't work on the strip. They don't ever often go there. So yeah. we'd like to find a place where it's like kind of close to the airport, kind of close to on and off the strip. Yeah. Um, obviously can't please everyone in terms of location, but we'd love to be able to have that philosophy there and philosophy, philosophy there and build that. Um, and again, just promoting the message of like working hard and winding down. Oh, that'll be fun. We're totally yeah. going to come check it out when yes. you guys are open. Yes. That'll be a good Definitely. time. So hopefully we can get things worked out and have that come to a reality. That's something we wanted and it's evolved over the past few years. Um, so we'll see how we can uh, yeah. make that make that come true. I think we need a goat wine sanctional. What do you think? Goat wine. So that's funny <laughs> you said that. We actually wanted to do a big festival here um, in Vegas, like blending – we didn't really know if we'd go the sanctional route or not, depending like if we have it, we wouldn't blend like CrossFit, we wouldn't blend um, like powerlifting and strongman, all that stuff and have a huge festival here. So I think Vegas would be the great spot. So fun. And yeah, like it wouldn't be maybe like middle July when it's 115, probably not the right time, but like in the fall, maybe when it's a little cooler, but yeah. we wanted to implement that just again, bring all types of different fitness here so they can all enjoy it. And then obviously have it be sponsored by the goat wine. 
I love it. And we're working on in the future. So fun. I'm in. Let's go. I'm ready. Yes. Get your plane ticket once we're able to travel. I'm in. That's the first qualifier I might actually try to try out for. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think again, like just again, celebrating fitness and community, and like I mean, Vegas is a huge community town. A lot of people don't think that of Vegas because it's like, oh, Vegas gambling party, which it has that, but it has a lot of community aspects. A lot of people are big supporters of small businesses or local businesses here. Um, a lot of people go out and about, and there's so much to do. Obviously, besides this trip, like trips great. Like downtown Vegas is awesome because you see like old Vegas, which is really cool. Love people watching if you love doing that that's definitely a place to check out nice. um, but then you have like the lakes and then you have i mean arizona and everything down there like grand canyon that everything's within like two to three hours yeah but then you have like um mount charleston like 30 minutes away you have the red rocks like 10 20 minutes away depending on where you live and so everything's super close here and the in retrospect you know so it's a uh, it's such a cool town where it's like, there's so many different things you can do from like literally hanging out in the red rocks and climbing to like going to a nightclub and raging all night. Love it. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, let's give a shameless plug for your wine. So where, yes, please. Where where do they buy it? What's the website? Yeah. So they can check it out at thegoatwine.com. Unfortunately, we're all sold out of the goat right now. That's why we're working (sighs) on this blend. I God. But we have our two other, well, three other wines on there. Gozen, Cheerson, and Levignon. Those are lighter wines. But they uh, they can check it out on the, that website, thegoatwine.com. Or on Instagram, we have the goat wine as well. So, All right. Go get it. I've I've bought a couple of cases, guys. I'm telling you, anybody listening, you need to go get it because this wine is absolutely. good. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I'll have to send you some more. Well, And, I, and I'm not like, you know, I know I'm drinking out of a sippy cup tonight, but I, I don't. That. No judgment. I nope. don't. I don't drink crappy wine. Like I, I spend at least four to five dollars per bottle. At least, well, yeah, of course. At least, two ninety nine shit is not going to fly. This is true. There was there was a time in my life when I worked in the restaurant business, and I was a general manager of a restaurant. And these wine purveyors would come in and give me wine, and they'd give us, you know, I'd be coming home on a Wednesday night with like a seventy dollar bottle. And now I'm in my forties, working in banking, and you go to the grocery store, and you're like, eight bucks? I don't think so. God. <laughs> That's, That's outrageous. Funny. Not spending that like, kind what? of money. No, it's uh, and the industry is cha- the wine industry is changing because a lot of people. I mean, they were putting the value of wine or valuing a higher price bottle of wine as you know a better wine, but that doesn't necessarily mean the case. And that's something that we've tried to strive is like obviously have like super low margins, being able to bring in great wine at a great price that's affordable because you can go. I think a lot of people were noticing a lot of long, younger people and millennials they're buying maybe wines that are 15 to 20 to $25 versus a 70 or $80 bottle of wine. And nothing's wrong with either way. Like I know friends that want to buy the $80 bottle of wine and I have friends that want to buy like the $15 bottle of wine, but it's like, we want to share this, like this message where it's like, Hey, like there's a variety of wine out there. Like try what you like. If you yeah. like, you drink it. If you don't, don't drink it. Like don't just drink a wine. Cause it has 95 points and someone told you to like, and when we do the wine tastings in person, that was something we tell people like, Hey, like if you've never drank wine, that's fine. Like, we want you to try it. If you don't like it, don't drink it. You can spit it out, you know, but yeah. we want to say, Hey, like you find what you like. And it's been really cool to talk to people that, you know, maybe only drink white wine and then they try wine. 
they're like, man, I really like this. It's really cool to like, just again, share an experience. It's like whiskey tasting or beer tasting. It's obviously that's why there's all the wine tastings. Yeah. It's really cool. Just again, to experiment and try something like I'm not a huge whiskey drinker, but I like trying new stuff to say, Oh, this is something that I might enjoy. This is something I might sip on, but um, I'm all about exploring an adventure. And I highly encourage people out there to like try different things to see if they like it or not. And if you don't, then you don't. And if you do it, then you do. And you learn from that. Yeah. Everybody should go to the Goat Wine website, buy a couple of bottles. You can you can tell your friends you bought wine that's made directly in Margot Alvarez's bathtub. It's fantastic. That's right. That's right. You're going you heard it, it here first. That's yes. right. Yes. Stomp the grapes herself. Exactly. Yes. Asterisk, I don't use my feet. <laughs> no, you actually might not want to put that asterisk in because as we found, there might be some people who would pay extra if you actually, yes. yes. Yes, I have heard about people wanting pictures of people's feet. Yep. Yes. Oh, we got so many stories on this topic. We're just going to let that one lie. Let that one lie. (laughs) Well, Margo, thank you so much for being on. We we really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Make sure, uh, you know, stay safe in in Vegas and and uh, and tell your husband, stay safe in New York. And and God bless for the work he's doing, because it's amazing to go out there and help. They're they're having a rough time out there for sure. So. Nikki, great to see you again. Likewise. As as always, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow, I'm sure. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, for everyone listening, thank you for being on tonight. We appreciate it. Everyone stay safe, and we will talk to you soon.